0: Hey guys, this is an editor's note. We forgot to mention during our review of Evil Dead that you should stay during the credits, so make sure that you do that. Uh, It's totally worth it. That's it. Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Willie. I'm Nick. And uh, today we are joined by a special guest from Working Title Podcast, Mr. Alex Bishak. Hello nice to have you here welcome sir nice to be here ready for some cross podcastination as i believe you said once i believe i said that (laughs) you did
1: (laughs) now you have to own up to that joke i do i can't believe you said that
0: (laughs) um so today we're going to talk a little bit about what we've been watching uh we'll go into some film news casting news as it turns out to be all the time
2: yeah a lot of casting news lately
0: yeah uh we'll do a full review of freddy alvarez's evil dead and then uh, possibly some food for thought brought to you by Willie. Um, I'll say up front, I'll do something a little different here. If you're listening to this and you want to give us a review on iTunes, it'll help out a lot. Um, I don't know exactly how it'll help out, but if it looks good in iTunes, then that's better for us, I assume. Yeah. So that'd be good. We and like And um, I'll say up front, feedback at com. So if we make any mistakes, you can correct us there. Or if you just want to give us general uh, thoughts. Just shoot it over there. So, I think we'll start with what we've been watching. So, Alec, what have you been watching?
3: Um, I've been watching a lot of the uh, Justice League. They just released it on uh, Netflix. The the 1990s uh, animated? No, the, it's the 2001 to early 2002. 2000. Oh, okay. Yeah, they had okay. that one, and then in 2004 and 2005 they released the Unlimited. Okay. I like Unlimited better, just because so it's right. like Justice League... On steroids well they have it's a, they have a lot like, more random characters in that yeah, too don't they they have like because everybody always says i i talked about this in my podcast earlier today it's uh everybody's like oh my favorite superhero is batman superman you know all the like standards i'm not gonna lie my, favorite, gold. my favorite superhero uh in the uh unlimited is red tornado dude i cannot believe awesome. just that i was thinking in my head i'm like if he says red tornado we're gonna hug right now <laughs> <laughs> listen uh I don't know why I like no <laughs> I don't know why I like Red Tornado. I just he's awesome. Right. I like Doctor Fate too. But Doctor Fate's awesome. I don't know, maybe it's just because they're so not out there. Yeah, that they're kinda they're kinda on the cusp like, of being yeah. they're
2: not like so far out there where it's like why would you ever like this person? Yeah. But they they're kinda, kind of on the
3: fringe. It's not like Batroc the Leaper. But then but then saying that I just realized it sounded like it's like hipster superhero. Right, no. No one likes them, so I like them. Yeah. <laughs> As an expert level liker of Marvel's C-list heroes, I totally get you. Yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> when you ask me like my favorite Marvel characters are, and I say Star Lord, Taskmaster, Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah. Some
3: people and I agree. Ant Man. My favorite Avenger. Yeah. I'm so excited for that. Edgar Wright. Oh yeah. Yeah. Very 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 cool.
0: It was nice to get a glimpse of the the test footage that was that was shot. Yeah. Very cool. It looked
4: good. Yeah, I love the costume. I wanted to be exactly that. That's yeah, sweet. How is the Justice?
3: Does it still hold up? I mean, it's a little older it's, now. Um, I mean, compared to like, cause I've watched the like the Young Justice too, which isn't that bad because I like the characters. Like I, have been watching a lot of the uh, Arrow 2 on CW. Mm-hmm. Which is going to be my next question. Which I like, I really, I enjoy that a lot, and yeah. uh, I like the like story behind like Oliver Queen and. Uh, that's why I like Unlimited more, because you see more of, like, Green Arrow, and I like the Young Justice, because, like, Speedy, Red Arrow. Yeah, some of the second-tier, third-tier guys, yeah. that's cool. I don't know, I, I would prefer if they had the story for, like, Young Justice, when he went, like, and he started calling himself Arsenal, they don't really talk about that. It's more of, like, just Red Arrow. Mm, okay. But, uh, it, I, th- I think it holds up, because they cool. just, they actually just canceled Young Justice, too, so... That'll yeah, well, probably be on yeah. Netflix soon. <laughs> <laughs> Something I can rewatch. Uh, I watched a little bit of the Batman Beyond too. Yeah which is awesome. It's my childhood. So. Did they
2: have uh, Return of the Joker on there? I remember seeing that and it'd be really cool.
3: Um I don't know. That was like one of the
2: movies they did for that. Yeah. Really I'm not cool. sure. I know it's that anyway. they have I
3: know they have the first two seasons of that on there. That's awesome. So All right. check it out. So one thing I'll definitely give DC is their
4: animated movies are really sweet. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. way better than Marvels. i makes ex- They just,
3: uh, well, it's not. The the Flashpoint one is coming out soon too. Yeah, I'm excited excited for for the Inhumans. That one's coming out. Yeah, uh, they've been talking uh, about Inhumans too. April 16th, I think. 23rd. Oh, Uh, is that soon? It's yeah, I think it's within this month. It comes out on DVD. That's awesome. All right, but yeah. (coughs) Other than that, uh, I just watched uh, Chasing Amy. I like Kevin Smith, so
2: always good.
0: I I have a large um, void of Kevin Smith. Movies I've seen, like, Zack and Mary, and Clerks, and uh, Mallrats, and that's about it. Which is kind wow. of a strange combo, mm-hmm. too. Uh, yeah, yeah those, are,
3: those are sort of weird together. I do recommend, if you have, uh, like, time, watch Red State. I want to. Of, like, a lot of people I talk to, and I'm like, go watch this movie, and they come back, and they're like, screw you, Alec, this movie <laughs> sucks. I just enjoyed it a lot. I like everything it's, except for the last 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. I wish I wish that the ending... Was more not okay. Like it ended up being like okay. Spoiler alert! What being, the hell, man? I don't have to go okay, watch how it works out. They, they put but too much of a little bow on the end of yeah, it. Yeah, you know? they he he tied it up and was just like, "eh." Should have been named <laughs> <laughs> sure I guess. <laughs> <that. laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited. And I'm going to see uh Jay and Silent Bob's Groovy Cartoon Movie. Yeah, uh, and uh. May May twenty first at the Royal Oak Music Theater. Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes are supposed to be there. I got Jason Mewes to favorite my tweet. That's awesome. Oh, nice. so Very cool. Very cool. Shout that out. I
0: like I like what Kevin Smith is doing. In that respect of he's like making his own stuff and then touring with it instead of like
3: yeah.
0: going to distributors and yeah. playing yeah, like, their game. I like that the cool. like the uh,
3: <clears throat> Jane Simon Bob get old. Yeah, yeah. Down Under. Yep. all those stand-ups. The Dublin one was really sort of messed up (laughs) it's like a it's basically like jason Mewes talking about sex for oh boy but like weird girls weird stuff weird stuff yeah butt stuff (laughs) stuff. it it gets gets into stuff like that doesn't surprise me at all yeah all right um
4: nick what have you been watching i have been dabbling in lots of little stuff lately um, I haven't been doing a full on. Usually, I'm always like, "Oh, I watched four seasons of Parks and Rec since last week." <laughs> um, well, we watched Evil Dead two together. We did. Should we joint talk about that later before the movie? We should probably um, go over yeah. Evil Dead stuff right before we like the series. I'll stuff. talk about it. We watched it before the movie. Okay, right, that's fine. We'll just push that back. Well, I haven't seen anything <laughs> this week. Then the things of <laughs> substance. <laughs> the things of substance. I watched. Uh, I. Well, I've been watched. I watched Game of Thrones thus far, but whatever. I, don't like I watched to episode there. one. Maybe I'll talk about that. But they're it's good so far, I guess. But it really isn't. Nothing really awesome is happening. Yeah, I think they're just spread too thin. That's all. Because like yesterday after we finished it, Rick was like, "He's like, I feel like I'm never going to be satisfied with an episode this season because you're always going to be wondering what's happening to the other people right now." It's like the first episode they covered this half of the cast, and this episode it was the other half, and it's only for like five minutes each. See. On on themselves
3: too thin. That's all I gotta say. Just way too thin.
0: Well, on the other on the other hand, it's better than seeing like Danny for seven episodes in a row, and she's just like, "Where am I gonna go? What am I gonna do?" So find the right balance. Yeah, it's I think they're gonna have to play with it a little bit in order to see exactly where (laughs) what they have to do in order
3: to keep things um going. But yeah, I I understand. Got a little lost. Yeah. I was just like, I had to rewatch it a second time because it was just like, I was sitting there and I was like, alright. I like, blink my eyes. And I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> like, who's that guy? Well, that's going on. I just on? zoned out for seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> There's like seven minutes that I don't remember. Well, well if, thing, not 12, about, if you're not nuts about
2: a specific, specific character, then.
4: It's, it's easy kind of, to tune out. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah so. Super easy. So, I just saw right. myself on Reddit. <laughs> um, the one thing I have really been watching a lot of lately is Futurama. I went back to it on Netflix and I was like, I, that's a show that I will usually just, that will be like my eating show and I'm eating lunch. I watch two episodes of Futurama on Um, takes me a while to eat lunch. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's just so good. It's so good. It's, so <laughs> it's such a good show. There's really nothing else I can say about it. Um, movie wise, I know I watched something that I just can't remember right now, but I did rewatch. I finally bought my own DVD copy of the movie millions cause they don't make it on blu-ray and that movie is perfect. And needs to be seen by everybody. Someone, Danny Boyle, right? Yeah. And, um, it's a good movie. so good. With the most weirdly eclectic career ever from a director, I yeah. think. Yeah. But it's perfect. It's by, it's de- by design. I read this, yeah, oh yeah. I read this article online that said, like, the best, the top 10, I think, musical moments in Danny Boyle movies. And I was like, this is really cool because he always uses great music in his movies. And it always ties into whatever's being shown really well. And I was really alarmed with the one from Millions they left off the list at the end of the movie. And I was like, what the hell? They put on they put on the wrong one from Millions, in my opinion. They put an a Muse song, which I always thought felt out of place because it was so mainstream. Um, Can you give a quick synopsis about Millions? <laughs> millions is about um, two little boys who live with their single dad. And they, they like to play by this, kind of close to this railroad track area a lot. And um, they build a big fort out of like cardboard and one day they're just playing in it and then a giant bag like a huge duffel bag of tons of cash falls through their fort and would you say millions it's actually not millions that's why i didn't want to say millions (laughs) to them it's millions but it is a significant sum of money it's like hundreds of thousands of pounds and it's the whole movie's about these two little boys trying to decide what to do with the money the older brother kind of wants to like spend it the little boy brother who's like little angelic kid wants to like give it to poor people and all this other hilarious stuff and it's it's amazing it's super good um but uh that was also i read a thing about danny boyle's new movie coming out this year pretty strange thing called trains yeah and i was I like i got so w- excited for that movie. yeah me yeah. too red band trailer looks awesome i didn't watch any trailers i was like ah, alex is rubbing off on me <laughs> and In um, more ways than one yes Sex, um, <laughs> but it, I decided yeah, I, I wanted to rewatch sure. want more Boyle stuff. So even though I've seen it all it's multiple times, and the last thing today I uh, started watching Doomsday. Finally, I'm a I'm a, lo- a, a fan of post apocalyptic movies and games, and I fell asleep in 20 minutes. Oh no! But I'm also a little bit sick. If you can't tell from my voice, so that might have been a factor. Gonna retry? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's Neil Marshall. That's the only thing that and Sean Pertwee's in it, so I was like, Pertwee's in it. It's it's got my vote. That's the
2: only thing that really actually had any of my interest. The rest of the time, I was seeing the trailers and stuff when it was coming out. I was like, Oh no! It did look very bland, but I'm
4: I'm kind of hoping. I know it's not supposed to be very good, but I'm hoping I can eke some enjoyment out of it. Yeah, but we'll see. All right, Willie, what have you been watching?
2: Um, well, I've been going, kind of taking a trip down memory lane, I guess. Because last, I think it was last week, we I talked about Romero movies. Yep. Um, and then this week I watched some John Hughes stuff, so, just, like, going through
4: all my favorite directors, I
2: guess. Next week will probably be John Carpenter. Um.
4: (laughs) The Neil Marshall week, let's watch Dog Soldiers and talk about it. I like that. Um. (laughs) Be like our fourth time watching it together. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um,
2: yeah, no, I, um, I, I watched Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, um, and that's the one I primarily want to talk about. Okay. Um, it's funny because since, especially since John Hughes passed away, which was, like, one of the weirdly roughest days of my life. <laughs> it was, like, hard to get through the day. I felt it. Um, when he passed away, there was a lot of talk about, um, you know, his contributions to to the teenage mindset in the 80s and, mm-hmm. and I guess, going into the early 90s um, and kind of how that's shaped a lot of the teen movies you see today. Yeah. And that's absolutely true, but... You know, if you looked at his... Um... You mean like Drillbit Taylor? Or... <laughs> yeah, of course. Which he wrote a, 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 with a pen name, on purpose, more than likely. Drillbit. Edmund Dantes. Um, but no, um, you know, his contributions with like Breakfast Club and Ferris Bueller and, and Sixteen Candles. And those are all great movies. I love every single one of them. And I have no shame in saying that I watch Sixteen Candles and I get butterflies at the end when... When Jake,
0: no spoilers.
2: Well, when when the guy when the girl and the guy get together, which is not that big of a. What spoiler, are you talking
3: about? Um, I've never seen that movie before. It's fantastic. I have. I'm just okay, I know. I, I know. haven't um, sarcastic. So, um, but anyway, you I know thought you were you, playing the sarcastic card w- too. <laughs> no, sadly.
2: <but> Uh-oh. <laughs> when you had the uh, kind of like a who's who of his his um, actors that he worked with come out um, during the Oscars the year yeah. he passed away, yeah, and it was it was really primarily all the teen actors you know you had um with the exception of macaulay Culkin, that was kind of after he was done doing his teen stuff but i think what people forget is that john hughes actually got to start doing adult comedies um with national lampoon's vacation yeah um which he wrote and some of his best movies are actually not in that teen genre um i mean planes trains and automobiles is my favorite comedy of all time and it's god it's so good you know it really is. is it's It's that, if anybody wanted to say, I want to try out some John Hughes, I would actually point them in the direction of that before I do the teen movies, because I honestly think that that captures, like, the absolute wit and humor of John Hughes, but it has that heart too, you know what I mean, because all of his movies had that, so I, it's, it's even better every time I watch it, weirdly enough, it's one of those movies that I never get sick of, um, and... But people tend to forget about that one and some of the other ones, so... oh, well,
0: I mean, in the same way that Danny Boyle's got a really eclectic career from what he's directed, John Hughes, he not only does he... he I mean, he doesn't span super wide in, in, in the movies that he does, but with, like, Planes, Trains, and Vacation, and then on top of that, the Brat Pack stuff, like, he encapsulates the people, the characters, like, uh, especially in the Brat Pack stuff, he... Encapsulates the teen angst and everything. Oh, yeah. And even with, like, Planes, Trains, like, S- uh, Steve Martin's character has, like, you know, he's got to deal with John Candy and all adults have, like, people like that that they deal with all oh, the time. Oh, totally.
2: Yeah. Anybody can put themselves in his shoes in that movie. Exactly. And and, and there's probably people that watching you can put themselves in John Candy's shoes, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I just, it's, I actually, a lot of times when I go back to an older movie that I really like, I like to go online and kind of do research on, the production and stuff like that. And I'd yeah. never really done that with planes, trains, automobiles for whatever reason. Um, and what I did not realize um, was that when John Candy passed away, Steve Martin was going through a divorce. And Steve Martin has cited that John Candy is like his favorite actor to work with, was his favorite actor to work with, and that was his favorite movie of his entire career. Hmm. And um, he uh, he was going through a divorce, a really rough divorce, and he actually moved in with John Candy's family to help them out. Wow. Which is pretty awesome. Like yeah. I read that and I was like... I almost feel like this was like the relationship between the two, too. You know what I mean? Like, like, so I don't know. it's pretty cool, though. So, yeah. I uh, those two rock individually and together for sure. Yeah. So, if you have yeah. not seen *Planes, Trains and Automobiles*, do yourself a freaking favor and
4: go see it. <laughs> Absolutely. It reminds me of something I saw online that said, uh, "The Breakfast Club could never exist in today's world," and it was this. I haven't ever seen *The Breakfast Club* all the way through. And it was so I a lot of the specific scenes were lost on I me, mean, but I'm sure you would die. I'll have to send it to you so you can link it to this. Okay. Um, but it showed, it basically showed uh, Judd Nelson repeatedly like trying to call out everybody in the room, like hey, like I'm assuming early on in the movie he sees Anthony Michael Hall, he's like hey, Jack douchebag, how about you, whatever. And it just shows Anthony Michael Hall like this on his phone, just ignoring <laughs> him. And then it shows him turn the other way and he's like hey nerd, how about you? How about I put you in a locker later? So and then you see Emilio Estevez playing like. Vita or something, <laughs> and it just shows him looking around the room and peeling all these different people. And at the end, he's just kind of like, "There's nothing for me to do. Nobody's like, there's absolutely zero social interaction." And oh I was like, "This gosh. is pretty. It's on so point.
2: sad. It's so sad. That's why a remake wouldn't work, right there." <laughs> Please don't do it. I don't want no, Bieber no. anywhere near this thing. Well, on
0: the plus side, if
2: <laughs> Judge Nelson's kind of like
3: with everybody who was in it,
2: yeah, yeah, nineteen yeah. eighty-five as adults. As adults. <clears throat> if if John Hughes was still around, I would be totally
0: okay with that. The sequel. I would be, sequel I, to the how about them as adults Jud- playing them as kids I, I, I,
2: I would be more okay with a with Are a sequel cool.
3: and just like and he like throws his back out <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> oh,
1: no I, I actually
3: was talking about that the other day about
2: they've, they've talked about doing a breakfast club reunion movie for years and years yeah. and years I don't think it'll ever actually materialize and it's probably for the best I actually like the idea that you don't know if those people still stuck around together or not or what capacity they did? I would actually prefer a, a Ferris Bueller sequel.
4: Yeah. Um, but with uh, with with Hughes being gone, I just don't think I, I I would want to see well, it. If anyone's gonna make it, it should be Richard Linklater because apparently the guy can make sequels to movies that shouldn't conceivably have sequels, <laughs> and they're amazing. Like his what's the newest before, before Dawn? midnight, something like that. It's something like. Apparently, that. they're all great. They're just like. Super good. Still. I've been <laughs> meaning to sit down and watch like, That's the other two. I fascinating. Linklater's yep. one of those guys I always forget about. i got to watch one of them. Yeah, those. he's great.
2: He's, he's fantastic. He's and his, his use of Roy Cochrane is always <laughs> A number one because I love Roy Cochran
0: <laughs> so much. Scanner Darkly is a fantastic film. And yes. it has Keanu Reeves. And so. Roy Cochran. Yes. And uh, Robert Downey Jr. And, and Woody, Woody Harrelson. And. and Winona Ryder.
4: Boobs. <laughs> All the right. Scoping. It was shot for like nothing, I think, but the post production was. Awesome, insanely expensive. It was awesome. He's also making that twelve years something movie, untitled twelve year project. (laughs) Still shooting that. That's uh, that's unreal. He's he's
0: following a kid, and Ethan Hawke is the father, right?
3: Yeah, that's the Before Midnight. No, no, no. I think
0: Ethan Hawke is in the twelve year one too. Somebody he's worked with. I don't know. Ethan Hawke's in everything. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, he is in it. He's yeah. So he's following a kid. For like twelve years of his life, shooting like parts of it during like each successive year. I you hope guys, Terrence
4: Malick is a creative consultant on this because it so sounds like something he would do.
0: Yeah. Did
3: you guys ever uh, ever watch Bernie? That was no two thousand. I wanted mm-hmm. to. It's actually really good. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I love like Tenacious D mm-hmm. for Jack Black. That's like mm-hmm. the only thing that I like him in. Um, but it's it really puts a nice perspective on he can do more than just being goofball yeah, yeah that's that's basically you know that's what he was set into basically <clears throat> you got trapped from, in that role yeah but this role it's just it's awesome netflix
4: has been trying to pimp that
3: one on me for a yeah, while yeah it's it's on
2: my insta queue i'll get to it for sure at some
3: point hey bump that up yeah seriously <laughs> get that up there i'll make it
0: <laughs> all right um yeah yeah i watched evil the evil dead and evil dead 2 which dawn. we can uh, get into later um, Game of Thrones which I already said a little bit about so let's move into film news <laughs> are we going to talk about Roger? yes that was the first the first item on the docket uh, Roger Ebert has passed away at 70 years old and uh, first of all he has a very very eloquent and amazing uh, piece of writing that he put out back in 2011 titled, I Do Not Fear Death, and and this was, you know, it's interesting because he talks about, like, uh, I'm nowhere near death, and I still have very many things to do. Like, when I first said to my mom, he wrote this thing about it, and she was like, yeah, well, with his cancer, he's probably, like, prepared for it, and I was like, no, that's kind of exactly the opposite of what his whole thesis is on it. But in any event, you should go read it, I can't do it justice myself, um, search it out, uh... But on top of that, right now we're doing a podcast which is about film and film criticism. And uh, without Roger Ebert, you know, really being one of the respected critics of the time and giving film he's criticism. Critic. Yeah, he's I mean, let's be honest. He's, yeah.
2: he's, like, when people think of movie critics... Siskel and Ebert is the
4: first thing that comes to mind. Uh, Leonard Malton, hello. Well, and Leonard I was Maltin. i just gonna just say kidding. that.
0: <laughs> Leonard Leonard Malton is also I a very like, respected critic, but Roger Roger Ebert. Without Roger Ebert yeah. and
3: and those guys, yeah. I just think of Malton as those books. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. it. no, movie guide like, books. But with Ebert, he's just he's Roger Ebert. That's yeah, like, people probably wouldn't say. know film criticism was a thing if it weren't for... Two, really two, thumbs, two thumbs
4: up
0: and up. down. Yeah. That's Cisco that's and Ebert right yeah, there. It is. He always, so.
3: But he always went in and explained why he did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of critics today are just like, it was good, bad. <laughs> or they're just, you know, fucking trolls yeah. on the internet. <laughs> exactly. It's just like, I hated this movie. Toy Story 3 was we horrible. I talked about that at the theater the other day, how the internet is just an just unfortunate trolls. mouthpiece. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's there for... My entertainment sometimes. Sometimes it gets pretty dark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Dark and scary.
0: Ro- Roger Ebert, we have to say thank you because we wouldn't, We it's likely that we wouldn't be doing this if, if somebody of his capacity didn't exist. But um, personally, like when, when At the Movies came on or, you know, their review show would come on, I as a kid, I would just kind of pass it up. And it makes me think about how, like, my dad's always been huge and, like, Rush Limbaugh and, and that kind of stuff, and listening to talk radio, and I was always like, that's really dumb. And now that I'm like, as soon as I turned 18 and started listening to podcasts and things like that, now I like, I understand, I, I thought people talking on the radio was just a stupid idea, and clearly that's different, but much like that, you know, I think if I could sit down and watch Siskel and Ebert, like, review movies, I'd probably get a lot out of it. I'd enjoy it a lot, and and so... Um, you know, that's, that, like, that's my fondest memory of Ebert, is just changing the channel whenever that show would come on, but right now, you know, I have, I have a lot of respect for what he did, and, you know, he, he continued till his last days mm-hmm. reviewing, he, his last review is, uh, the to host. the, to Terrence Malick's To the Wonder. I thought it was the host. No. He, they just put out, I think he had, like, notes, or at least, like, most of his To the Wonder review down. Yeah. So it, I think it's, it just got on the internet They made today. a joke
3: on the internet that, the, like, the host killed him. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it that was that bad. bad. <laughs> and we actually, we talked about that too. And yeah. He couldn't make it through the movie. Fries. Yeah. Any His other... final words was, fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. That, that damn movie. <laughs> that damn movie. Um, any, any other
4: Ebert thoughts that we want to express? Nick, you said you, uh... Yeah, he, uh... The, I think the funniest insult I've ever heard in my life came from Roger Ebert. And this was years ago. I saw it on like VH1 or something talking about celebrity feuds or some crap. And there was just the biggest feud between, or was at least, between Roger Ebert and Vincent Gallo. These two guys <laughs> hated each other because Gallo's movies suck and Roger Ebert called him out on his movie Sucking and Gallo was like, You don't get it, like this is my art, this is my whatever and he was like, That's fine, but it sucks and they just they would go back and forth in the news all the time. And yeah people would be like, Oh, you know what Roger said most recently about he'd be like, Oh, well he can whatever. But Gallo's insults would always boil down to he's fat. Like that's basically he would always just when he couldn't say anything further, he'd be like, Well he's a fat piece of shit and I hate him. <laughs> He's a stupid dumb butt, and uh, that kind of stuff. It's just childish, and Ebert would always fire back these great these great lines, but the ultimate one, which may have been the last exchange between them, I don't remember, he just said, because uh, Ebert had been railing his career for a long time, and the Brown Bunny came out, and the Brown Bunny was famously like 70 minutes of nothing, topped off with Vince Gallo getting blown by Chloe, Chloe 70. 70. Yeah, And uh, everyone, the whole world, was like, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> and Ebert it was like, me. Ebert, it, he gave it... He said it was the all-time worst movie he had ever reviewed, and he gave it the most blast, just total... Up until The Host. Just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The one that ultimately did him in. He gave it just the most insane enema of a review, and Vince Gallo got super mad about it. And he was like, well, he's a fat piece of shit, and blah, blah, went on and on, and, and, they, and Ebert was like, that is true. He's like, I'm fat. I'm a fat man, but one day I will be thin and Vince Agella will still be the director of the Brown Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like that is the funniest thing I think I've ever heard. It
3: was absolutely genius. Maybe he was rewatching the Brown Bunny. Yeah. That's what yeah, did
2: it. I mean? Um my I did used to watch like if, if at, I mean I didn't seek out at the movies and am yeah. lie but like I if it if it was on TV I'd be like, "Ooh, at the movies." We were okay. too young, you know. Yeah. Um but um I kind of I, I was too young for the Cisco yeah. Era, I kind of watched the Roper stuff, mm-hmm. and I mean, I'll be completely honest. I always liked Roper better. I agree with Roper um, a lot more, a lot more than I did with Ebert. But here's the thing: is even though I disagreed with, I mean, Ebert blasted my favorite movie of all time when it came out. So, like, there's some, there's some, some anger there. But uh,
0: that would be Blade Runner,
2: Blade Runner, yep. Um, but ultimately. He always his reviews are always so well written and they always make you think about the movie afterwards regardless. Yeah. that
0: Which is, the, that's the job of a film critic. That, that's the opinion. true job.
2: I don't think, I honestly don't think the true job of a critic is to, I don't feel like as a reader of film criticism I go in to form an opinion about a movie. What I go in to do, what I do with, with film reviews after the movie is I like to see if something this writer said about the movie maybe makes me go, oh, that totally, I, I admit, how did I, you know what I mean? Like yeah. opens up new avenues as far as what the movie, you know, was offering up. That's, I like to hear different voices and different, you know, more so than opinions.
0: I mean, ultimately anybody can say, go watch this movie or don't go watch this movie, and it's completely subjective in how they felt about it, and it could be true for you and it could not be true for you, but if you as a film critic can make me sit there and think about what I saw, or can help flesh out what I saw, or, you know just help me form coherent thoughts about something and that's that's when i think you're really
4: doing your job yeah absolutely so that's the fascinating thing about film criticism is it inherently it's such a stupid thing to have critics for because it's the most subjective, subjective thing in the yeah. world and even a guy like ebert could go he could probably get into the deep dissection of a movie but be like but wait you're only talking about you know some popcorn movie like why why does this need criticism or even yeah. like the most the loftiest of movies it's the whole thing is almost just kind of a circle jerk in nature, but that's why it's so fascinating. Yeah. So uh, rest in peace, Roger Ebert. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, after
0: the circle jerk, oh, rest you know in what? Peace. Actually, <laughs> <Yeah>. the last. <laughs> well, what do to will go say? This.
4: his piece on uh, on I Do Not Fear Death that you mentioned was really good, but he wrote one about food, about not being able to eat anymore. Yeah, that was more recent. Uh, that was so good. I didn't was have like a read it. a year and a half didn't, or two years. Ago. I didn't read it, but I. I that it was that was awesome. beautiful and I think it mostly what it boiled down to was him having these memories of like a hot summer day when he was a boy and his dad would come home with like a fresh cold six pack of coke just like bottles of coca-cola mm-hmm. and he was like that sensation I will never feel again it sucks. he just talked about how your memory is so intrinsically linked to like taste and all how many of these memories as a child but it's it's really 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 it's an awesome read the guy like Willie said I would usually agree with Roper more but the guy was an amazing writer oh, yeah. so good On the plus side, he probably wasn't fat anymore, but Vincent Gallo still was the (laughs) man. It's
0: true.
4: true. He lived to see his prophecy
0: uh, fulfilled. Yes. All right. uh, We'll move on to some casting news, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, Jessica Chastain of uh, Zero Dark 30 and Lawless fame, a lot of other things, and uh, Benedict Cumberbatch of Sherlock and Star Trek Into Darkness fame have joined Guillermo del Toro's Crimson Peak. Uh, Crimson Peak being a I think he called it more of a modern ghost film were his words on it I don't really know how much we
3: really know about it does anybody have no, Much that's, that's, right. that's not been told. For some yeah. reason, when I hear that, I think of like Dante's Peak. I think of Crimson Tide, so Yeah, totally <laughs> <laughs> me too. So, Hello. so it's somewhere in between. It's about, Dante's about beat, a volcano, Tide,
2: but also underwater. some naval ships <laughs> and, and there's ghosts. There's there's ghosts.
3: ghosts. No, that's not what it's about. <laughs> there's a naval ship inside of a volcano. <laughs> yes, with, with ghosts, ghosts. <laughs> with lava ghosts. It's an underwater volcano.
4: <laughs> this that is getting Pierce good. Brosnan guys. goes to explore. I say, <laughs> I say, I say we have a movie here. Yeah, I think so. that's true. We, we had, could sell this. We'll, and the ice we'll, cap
2: is going to sink and then block the volcano. Shut up, shut up.
0: We'll, we'll sell this idea to the asylum and they can put it out as there soon as
4: go. Crimson Peak yeah. comes out. It'll
2: just be like Red Cliff or something. <laughs> it's, a, it's a
4: weird type of movie. Like Red I read, Mountain? No, Red that's already a movie. <laughs> Red Cliff is. That's Red Cliff. <laughs> I read this cast that's, that's forming and I'm like... And then I read it's like a ghost movie and I was kind of like, man, this seems like a waste, but... If it's Guillermo, I mean, it's probably going to be cool, but yeah. it might be one of those fifty other Guillermo projects that just dissipates. Yeah, that's, that's true. If it's actually being cast, I guess then that gives
3: us a good sign. Yeah, <laughs> I was so. excited for "Don't Be Afraid of the Dark" and that sort of disappointed me. Yeah, I mean, to be hundred percent, it's not what I really wanted. I was kind of excited for Mama, but I heard it was kind of a yeah. It was it be, was a, it was a letdown. I never I never got to see it because. We never got it. I mean, Jessica just Chastain is really well, good, um, and so, never, so was Nikolai Kosterwaldo. Well, but, we never got it because of uh, some stuff that went down at the theater. Ah. Brawl in the Lobby. Brawl in the Lobby. The theater theater Ooh. Yeah, it was fun. I was right down there in the middle. <laughs> 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 throwing both, Grabbing people that were ten times my size and throwing them out the front door. Nice. Wow. That was fun. Um, I don't even know how it happened. I think I was just so enraged at the moment. I was just like, Seriously? This is happening. That's why you didn't. Humanity's get the movie. crumbling in my. Th- yeah, because we because it happened during Texas Chainsaw, and so basically our um, our owners were just like no not, more horror movies. No more. We're right now could put on the horror movies. They put that curfew into rule,
1: mm. and so it's
3: been it's been way better. Oh, ah, interesting. But um, no, we've been getting we've been getting horror movies. Like if we if we wouldn't have gotten because we didn't get a, a haunted house when that came out and uh which, for which isn't really a horror movie and we probably would have had like the place shot up but um <laughs> I'm just being I'm being honest but we didn't get that and so we got they like threatened to take away Zero Dark Thirty from us because we didn't wow. take it oh well and so yeah we craziness was, yeah you you do not want to All right, well we'll, we'll get
0: away from the inside baseball so that yeah. you don't
3: get fired or anything <laughs> like that yeah let me yeah I'll wipe my hands with that um but, yeah, I... I really I, don't think anybody... No. <laughs>
0: the, none, none of your superiors listen to this. Nobody you work with listens to this anyway, but... Um, uh, Mama and Don't Be Afraid of the Dark were both kind of Guillermo-produced, and this is more of a Guillermo-directed film, so it'll be interesting to see what he gets out of it. And I can, love... Can kind of I of Pacific Rim. Yeah. Pacific Rim. Yeah,
2: I've learned that with, with Guillermo, if it's just his oh, name yeah, stamped poster. on the top of it, sometimes that's not wild. always good. If it's him directing, that's... He's like the new Quentin
4: Tarantino. Where yeah, well, he just throws his name on, on stuff. Kind of yeah.
2: Stuff. So, uh, Did you ever see Hellride? Uh, no, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> sounds perfect. It's yeah. like it sounds like Quentin. The Tarantino first name ten slap. minutes
3: is just nudity. Yeah. And then uh, Dennis well. Hooper's in it, so I give him that. All right. But apart, there you from go. That, eh. All right. Um,
0: a little more casting news. This is. This may or may not be true. Marvel has offered the part of Gamora to, to Zoe Saldana. That part we know is true. We don't know whether or not she's accepted yet. Um, I can say right now, it goes against the fan casting that we did as soon as this, before this movie got announced.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we really jumped on fan casting pretty quick with this movie. We did. Um, what did you guys want? I party? wanted Paula Patton. Paula that was my Same. that was my numero. Numero uno. I yeah, and
0: it's... Paul Patton has, like, the build to it as your main reason. Yeah, the she, thing is,
2: she's she can act. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got a build where I could... She's believably um, a fighter. You know, I, I would I would not question for a moment that she could kick my ass. Yeah. Um, And I was a little concerned about... I heard a lot of names being thrown around, Mila Kunis and stuff, and I was like, <laughs> she's just... Like the, and this is not a slight against short people, but she's tiny. Yeah. Like... And, and I just. That'd be horrible. Yeah. Not even And I'm short. not saying that they couldn't. She, yeah, not even Just her build I is real away small. From that. And I don't. Without altering things and shooting things certain ways, without pulling like a Peter Jackson Hobbit thing, which you There's shouldn't no have point. to
0: do. They wouldn't spend the time doing it. Exactly.
2: I, then I, don't, I mean, Zoe Saldana has played a lot of badasses in her career yeah. thus far, so it seems like a very obvious choice, like a little too obvious. And I, I found her Hello believable
3: Diana. half the time. You know, so we'll see. I forget uh, the movie Haywire, I forget her name. I heard that, Gina Carano, Carano. Gina Carano. I heard that her name was in. We have a bit of a Haywire expert here. <laughs> yes, yep. There are two eras w- of film <laughs>
2: pre Haywire and post Haywire. I was a pretty okay. big. I, I
0: have once said post Haywire film on the podcast, but. And I've been alive world. for it ever since. <laughs> um. Okay, yeah, there's no way they could do Gina Carano and Dave Bautista. That's too much not-acting
4: ability. <laughs> yeah, Paula Patton physically looks like she can kick some ass. She's beautiful, which is a plus. And she can actually act, because her character was really had a really satisfying little mini-arc in Mission Impossible 4. Yeah, totally. And she was also very good on Deja Vu. Yeah. Deja Vu. Deja Vu, uh, yes. She's very believable in that. And that was less, I mean, that was like no action, just purely acting, but she was really good and I think she would have been a great choice. Zoe, we'll see. I'm not against against Zoe Saldana. I'm sure she'll
2: do fine. Um, I'm less concerned about this possible choice than about the Batista thing. Yeah. Certainly, because I know Zoe Saldana can act. I got super
4: excited with the casting of Chris Pratt, because I was like, this is really interesting. It seems like they're really going to go off the beaten path with this casting, and now they're kind of hemming back to, like, let's throw a dart at the most obvious target. And I hope he really steps up.
0: I mean, I mean
2: as leader of the cast as well.
4: We should give Marvel credit, because they
0: did offer it to Jason Momoa. They did. They, so they Oh they, yeah, Momoa's the yeah. dumbass in the equation, for sure. Well, and Alec was saying that maybe the scheduling didn't work it's, out. Because I've heard two different things.
3: That I've heard, I've heard that he turned it down. Because he wanted more money. He, yeah, and then I also heard that his schedule at the time when the shooting was supposed to start, he was already like signed up for another film, so they like Bullet to the
0: head, too. <laughs>
3: I was going to say I don't know It's uh, that's already wrapped they're starting both to that three <laughs> they filmed those back yeah. to the back, oh, back three and to back four three and fourth, things, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah I mean
4: it's it's definitely MMO would have been would have been much cooler but at the same time like I said to Willie I'm like we've got Chris Pratt we've got Dave Batista, and now possibly Zoe Saldana like the the cast is starting to reflect the characters where they're just a weird motley patched together crew that makes no can. real sense exactly it Maybe might end up work. working beautifully <laughs> yeah we'll see. So, we'll see
0: um we're moving a little slow here. I'm probably gonna cut off at least one of the last two stars, but uh it's anywhere there matthew Ma- calling Mc- has taken the lead role in Christopher nolan's interstellar <laughs> I liked that. That I'm I'm like that I am glad I'm glad I think Tim will enjoy McCownag- it too. that's how you actually say the <laughs> So, Matthew McConaughey is taking the lead in, in Christopher Nolan's next movie, which is a, a sci fi film of sorts. Um, of sorts? Well, swords <laughs> sorts? Of many sorts. Of sorts. Uh, so,
4: Larry Winstone is in it. It involves swords. Mm-hmm.
0: How, do we, how do we feel about Matthew McConaughey? Mount McConaughey is known to Riff Tracks listeners.
4: I think under the
3: right director, he's gold. Yeah, right, he's a great actor. He's yeah. gold. I really enjoyed uh, Killer Joe. No matter how messed oh, up that movie no. was. I hated that movie. I, I, I enjoyed it, but it was he's messed really good. up. He's really that's, good in that movie. But that's, that's, that's mainly mm-hmm. what I meant. The acting. Yeah. I liked, like Juno Temple. Yeah. And um, I liked his Mil character Hirsch. in it. it was good. Hirsch, yeah. The
2: that's, acting's good. The movie yeah. itself, I, did, I wasn't nuts about But once was, again, he was he was, was under a director who's... It was really messed William up. William Friedkin, yeah. uh, director of The Exorcist, directed it. And so when he's under... That was so weird. Was Soderbergh. I mean, Soderbergh. Magic Mike guys. I'm sorry, but he was
4: so good in that movie. Like, we got a Magic awesome. Mike fan in that. It's, it's, it's yeah. really interesting. For
3: sure, it's hilarious.
4: It doesn't seem like the type of guy Nolan would usually go for. But it's,
0: like, who he wanted. Like, he went after, for all reports are saying that Nolan, like, went after McConaughey. That's awesome.
4: It's interesting.
3: I'm He's, excited to see
4: Mud. I mean, if you've seen, if you've seen That's any of his, really like, good. serious stuff, like Amistad or, uh, yeah, um, Lincoln Lawyer. Lincoln Lawyer or... Time to Kill. Yeah, Time to Kill, and, um... <laughs> I it's time, frailty, I think Rain of Fire. I was just gonna say, I think I think Rain of Fire. Yeah, oh, he's, he's amazing. amazing in Rain of Fire. Thank you.
2: Um, I I just I think Christopher Nolan saw Frailty and he was like, this is it.
3: So
0: we'll see. I it's it's a very interesting choice and I'd like to see what the two of them end up doing together. Mm-hmm. So I and mean, we'll it's see. Nolan, so yeah, it, it'll be good either like, way. But
1: in Nolan, you know. we trust. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right, we'll move into our full review of uh, Evil Dead. Evil Dead 2013. Uh, Directed by Fetty Alvarez, uh, starring Jane Levy, Shiloh Fernandez, and Jessica Lucas. Yes. Um, Synopsis from IMDb.com says, Five friends head to a remote cabin where the discovery of a book of the dead leads them to to unwittingly summon summon up demons living in the nearby woods. The evil presence possesses them until only one is left to fight for survival. Spoiler alert, four of the five die. (laughs) Right. Thank you, IMDb. Um, so, uh, I hadn't watched any Evil Dead movies at all up until this past Friday. Uh-oh. I have only seen Evil Dead and, The Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. I have not seen Army of Darkness yet. Um, That's for me. <laughs> I know, I know. It's funny that I have a film podcast because I haven't seen anything that anybody would want. <laughs> the shame is enormous. It's really bad.
3: Listen, it can't be as bad as one of my friends who's on our podcast his is horrible like <laughs> he hasn't seen Raging Bull like you haven't seen Raging Bull you're gonna be very
0: disappointed if you continue <laughs> yeah. this list yeah. okay, I'm stop. cause I'm just gonna I'll keep stop. shaking my head um so anyway yeah you need I, to like
1: lock yourself in the room I know for like I know. days
0: I need somebody to abduct me so I don't have to go to work and I can just catch up on all the movies that I need to watch but
3: piss in buckets <laughs>
0: So he don't leave,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Anyway, oh. Um so let's take a little bit of time to talk about Evil Dead what it means to us. It's kind of a good uh movie to talk about on the Midwest Film Nerd's podcasting is how Sam Raimi's you know, a Michigan a, a Michigander, and uh Ambers. hometown Embers, yeah. So, um the Evil Dead came out in 1983, 84, uh, 81, 81, really? Okay, mm-hmm. 81, um, starring Bruce Campbell and a few other women.
3: 12 years before I was born.
0: Yeah, I know, right? Nine years before I was born. But anyway, uh, Willie, how many years before you
1: were born? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not do this. <laughs> um, no, uh, not going around the table. I kind
2: of, um, I kind of grew up with Evil Dead One, with yeah. the original. Um, I never, I had a copy on VHS. My dad loves The Evil Dead. He always has. Um, I don't even know if he was aware of what Army of Darkness or Evil Dead 2 were. I think he just knew about Evil Dead 1, and he was like, this is awesome, you need to watch this. Um, so I just, I, and I didn't know, this is pre-internet, so I just watched the heck out of Evil Dead, you know, um, repeatedly on VHS. Wait, pre-internet? Yes, pre-internet. It existed. <laughs> it existed. <laughs> I can say that I know what life was like before the internet. Um, it's fading fast. <laughs> yeah, it is going away quickly. Um, but no, I so I grew up with that, and, and to be honest, Evil Dead, the original... Um, the only real humor from, from the original Evil Dead is is due to budget limitations and due to the, the very, you know what I mean, the, the goofiness yeah. of the low budget. But I actually always appreciated that because you could almost, you could see how they how they achieved a lot of the effects. Yeah. And from, from uh, somebody who was really interested in, in filmmaking, in the filmmaking process, that was really cool for me as a kid because I was like, ah, I see what they did there. So you ingenuity. Know? Yeah, it was cool. So um, that was... I always had fond memories watching the original, and then I obviously later saw the, the other ones, and I, I like those. But I still have, Evil Dead One still has a weirdly fun little place in my heart. And little nugget of information: Evil Dead One is actually technically a remake of Within the Woods, which was Sam Raimi's first actual kind of movie. Yeah. So it's this, it's a, short, right? this is short, right? Yeah, it was first a short actual kind of movie. Kind That's of the best movie? Way to yeah, <laughs> I mean, kind of it movie. was a kind of a movie. Um, but yeah. So.
0: All right, Nick,
4: your your Evil Dead experience. Um, I first got into Evil Dead when I was probably 19 or 20. Uh, it wasn't I took like, my first hit of Evil Dead when <laughs> I was 19. <laughs> it was really hard. That's when I moved over onto this side of town. And um, I don't remember how I got into it. It was probably Willie or something. but Probably. I quickly like was in love with it. I loved Evil Dead 1. I loved Evil Dead 2 even more. And Army of Darkness as well. Those two, for me, are like neck and neck in how much I love them. The first one is a little bit of a step down because the. The budget again is kind of dopey. The script is kind of dopey. It's it's very much <clears throat> it's very amateurish, but it's it's a lot of fun to watch. Like for this for the reasons you said, Evil Dead Two retains a lot of that, but it's a little bit cleaner. So I like it. Um, I wanted to be Ash for Halloween like three years in a row and never quite came together. And I remember we built out of cardboard boxes at the video store a chainsaw arm for me. We did at work. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> did. took a little box. I had my fist in that. Yep. And, painted it up and everything it was really sweet um but yeah they're just they're great movies and they were very they're like you said they're very cool for young people who are aspiring filmmakers who at least like to study film because you can you can it's one of those movies where when you're done with it you're like we could make something like this absolutely it's possible and it's it's enhanced if you read a little bit of uh any of bruce campbell's books or his biographies i think the one i read was uh a chin a chin uh yeah and not uh, oh. how to, not How to Make Love the Bruce Campbell Way. <laughs> what, 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 <laughs> the, is, what is the if title? If Chins Could Kill. Okay. If Chins Could Kill, um, not talk.
1: I thought it was in it, he talk. And <laughs> that
4: he talks a lot about his youth with his brothers in the Birmingham, Berkeley area. But they also talk about shooting that movie and all the types of movies he used to shoot where they would always rotate like somebody acting and somebody directing. And and they would just yeah. rotate them. And eventually they settled into what they were all better at than the other people. And it's, it's fun to watch or fun to read listening to them uh, finding their niche. Yeah. It's a a very fun series, I think, what Willie said about the humor in the original The Evil Dead spawning only from its campiness is an important point that we're going to need to talk about later. Yeah. So hopefully I can remember that.
3: Alright, Alec, uh, Evil Dead thoughts? Evil Dead thoughts. I actually sort of started backwards. Um, My dad was a big Army of Darkness fan. Okay. And so I watched that when I was 15. And, like loved it like mm-hmm. it was one of my favorite movies and um and it was sort of, it, like I said I started backwards and then I watched two and then I watched one which was funny because I watched <laughs> one with my um watched the devolve <laughs> yeah it was it was like devolution, but I um I went over to one of my friends house and I watched it. it was like my sophomore year of high school and funny enough um the woman who gets like Tree raped. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. That's the best part. Uh, I was with, um, I guess her daughter. Yeah. Is friends with the girl that I was hanging out with at the time. Yeah. So, sort of, it was interesting. Yeah, I graduated I, with her daughter.
0: I've yeah. seen your mom. <laughs> she has two daughters.
2: And, and, and let me just say real quick. I was in choir with her daughter, uh-huh. and um, there was a really embarrassing story. And I'll, I'll I'll nail it down real quick. My parents had known that her mom was in The Evil Dead, and since my dad was such a huge fan, he's like, "Is that her?" And I was like, "Yes, but you cannot go up to and say anything. I'll be incredibly <laughs> embarrassed." And what's the first thing my dad says? Because he goes, "You got raped right by a tree in The Evil Dead <laughs> right before the choir concert," and she just turned beet red and she's like, "Yes, I did." <laughs> like, God oh,
3: darn it. Oh, Bill. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Bill Gibbs. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah. No, but it's uh it's it's one of my favorite trilogies. To I just enjoy like I watch. We went. Uh, me and a couple of my friends went and saw Bruce Campbell live, the Royal Oak Music Theater, just a and few did, weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. he did. Uh, he did stand up, which was funny. <laughs> Actually, funny. Like he, it, I wouldn't consider it stand up. He heckled the shit out of the audience, <laughs> and then we watched Army of Darkness, and then he came back and. Heckled the audience. Oh, that's super fun. That's so awesome. it was like if if you ever have a chance, like you see Bruce Campbell live, go see him. He's awesome. He, I know uh, he likes
4: coming here. too. people always say the reception is
3: is He's, usually pretty warm. He he, he taught uh, he taught the audience how to sign a breast. You need to put firm. And this woman actually walked up and like <laughs> Demonstrate, demonstrated demonstrated, Demonstrate. and it it was so funny. He's like, well, my hand actually needs to be on it. So I can put the right pressure, <laughs> so it doesn't smudge. It was, it was what a ham! Really funny. Yeah, he has a just...
4: great. I mean, his his writing is awesome. His book was a lot of fun to read. It's probably the second. I think the best biography or autobiography or I read was Steve Martin's. But I actually just I actually just picked up uh, If Chin's, if Chins K- Kill. Him. Yeah, it's awesome. he will enjoy it. But so. I think one of the best quotes I I've also heard from a celebrity is from Bruce Campbell. When somebody was, I think it was a thread on Reddit, they were like, "If have you, have you ever met any famous people and What Do They Say or whatever? And there were tons of great encounters, but usually the the, the dialogue was super
1: awkward. Mm-hmm. And
4: they'd be like, Ooh, they're just fumbling over their words, or the celebrity appearing disinterested or
1: mm-hmm.
4: whatever. But some guys ran into Bruce Campbell. I don't remember if it said it was in Detroit or in Chicago. It was, it was near, it was around here, it was in the Midwest somewhere. And they were walking by him on the street or walking alongside him, they turned they were like oh my god, you're Bruce Campbell, and he turned to them and he just like looks at them, really just super coolly they said, he just goes, well somebody's gotta be, and then like walks away. <laughs> <laughs> and they were all, their minds were blown and I was like, that's the perfect thing to say yeah. if you're Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Alright. Yeah,
3: that was definitely a cool experience. Yeah. They always brought up, everybody brought up Alien Apocalypse. If you've ever seen that movie. Maybe one
4: day we should talk about Bubba Hotep also. <laughs> or see it, because it's a very interesting movie. I used to be obsessed with that movie. Look for that on a future episode. Um, also <laughs>
0: all right, well, we're nine minutes into our evil Dead 2013 review. Um, <laughs> so I'll spare my thoughts on Evil Dead one and two Evil Dead one. it's fun, but horror horror isn't really close to my heart, but it, it's it's it, it is certainly interesting to watch as somebody who's interested in film. Evil Dead two has a lot more fun to it, and, and you get to see a lot of the iconic moments that you just hear about if you're somebody who's grown up around people that... Cackling know. deer head. Yeah, so... <laughs> Lamp. Um, <laughs> but... Right. Um, you can have one. So let's break into, break into our Evil Dead thoughts. Evil Dead 2013. Alvarez <laughs> Alvarez's Evil Dead. The, the third remake of Evil Dead? <laughs> Technically. Yeah. It's like the thing. This was a um, remake? Kind of, sort of. <laughs> Um, you mean how Evil Dead 2's remake of The Evil Dead? Uh, <laughs> <But> anyway, <laughs> let's get off of that conversation before we lose an hour of our lives. But uh,
1: I
3: mean, I'll, I'll throw it back to Alec. Uh, how did how did you feel about Freddy Alvarez's Evil Dead? I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I agreed with uh, Nick when he was walking out of the theater. He was like, I need a shower after this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I I agreed with that. I just um, sweat a lot during movies. No. <laughs> well, I thought it was a pretty gory movie. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I really I really like what he did. He he took what Sam Raimi made awesome and made it his own. You know, it wasn't it wasn't just some cheap here's seventeen million dollars, go make a remake. It was something that he wanted to do. Yeah. You know, and that's that's what I respect in filmmakers nowadays is the people who choose what they want like Nolan he has the power to be like Interstellar's my next movie um but you know and I, I also respect the people who don't have the choice they get off a yeah, role and they true. do it and then they do the hell out smash of it smash it
0: out of the then. park it's interesting uh, cause Evil Dead 2013 is kind of a uh, if the fork starts at the Evil Dead you get Evil Dead 2 on one end and you get the, you get Evil Dead 2013 on the other end it's like one of one of them embraces the camp and the fact that they don't have the money that they want and, and, and the, that they stumbled upon something that could be somewhat entertaining in different ways and that's Evil Dead 2 whereas Evil Dead is like okay so we have this premise of the Necronomicon and going to a cabin in the woods and these group of people being ter- terrorized by it uh let's take it to the dark place and, and, you know, make it evil like it should be. Bring and, it back and, to its roots. Yeah, yeah. and and that's kind of
3: what Fetty Alvarez did. I think, so. it's, I think it's funny that in all those kinds of movies, like, I, I really enjoyed Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really think it's funny in those kinds of movies when there's something that says, do not read. <laughs> and they read it anyway. The smartest guy usually reads it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's either... Craze it's, knowledge. It's, yeah, it's either the one... It's like the smartest guy, he craves knowledge, or he's like a smart stoner. Yeah. And they always are the ones that end up reading it.
0: Well, my girlfriend brought up a good point. It's like, in Cabin in the Woods, it's really funny that they pipe the smoke in there to make them more curious and stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's exactly what would be required to make this a realistic situation in a horror movie. But,
4: uh, Nick, what'd you think about Evil Dead 2013? I really enjoyed it, unlike most of my friends that I've talked to thus far. But most of them are... Hardcore Evil Dead fans, and this is where my issue with fanboys watching remakes comes into play. And I would probably do the same thing if a movie that I absolutely loved was remade and diverted in any way from the yeah. original. Um, but we can talk more about that in the spoilers, I guess. But I I really enjoyed it for the most part. I, the way it started, it instantly grabbed my attention because... I, I mean, I have to admit, after, after the last few years and what I do now, I... Tend to approach things from a production value standpoint pretty strongly. It's just second nature now, and I tried not to, but it just kind of happens. And as soon as the movie started, I was like, "Wow, this movie is beautiful!" Yeah, like the cinematography all throughout was just great, and uh, I loved, loved. I have a huge thing for for shallow depth of field. It's one of my favorite gags in movies, and this movie worked it and owned it in such a genius mm-hmm. way. And I remember there being several shots where the focus would be. Set on a point, let's say eight feet from the camera, and instead of doing a traditional like rack focus forward to reveal like a knife in the foreground, the camera would actually You'd just see move like, back. Well, the camera would just move yeah. backwards and maintain the same focal plane, yeah. and so it, the, the actual movement would bring the subjects into focus and reveal mm-hmm. more of what you were seeing. And I remember being particularly impressed with uh, it's not really a spoiler, but a shot in the bathroom of a character walking in and the camera just pulling back to reveal the scene and yeah. just to re- in the depth of field revealing that broken piece of glass on the floor mm-hmm. which made your brain put together what was about to happen mm-hmm. and it was just it was expertly directed in so many awesomely traditional ways of like horror movies where you, the slow reveal of things and not just it was just interesting because it would throw so much blood and guts and gore in your face but at the same time they wouldn't do that until absolutely necessary. There was a lot of slow buildup of the scares, and, yeah, and I was really impressed with that because modern it seems like modern horror movie remakes. Like when I saw the new, well, back then the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, in like 01 or whatever, I was like, this is just stupid. It's just blood and vomit and just too much. But this movie at all kind of built up to that, so you were expecting it. It was it was much nicer. Yeah, and that, that kind of piggybacks
0: on the conversation that I want to have, but it <coughs> might be it might be too long for what we're going at, but we'll, maybe I'll get to it later. Willie, what, what are your thoughts on, on The New Evil Dead?
2: Um, I, I really liked it. Um, I it's Between this and Cabin in the Woods, I feel like I'm hoping that in the same way we've had kind of a smart sci-fi renaissance lately, I'm hoping that we have a really cool old-school American horror renaissance, and that's totally what this movie felt like, even more so than Cabin in the Woods. I like Cabin in the Woods better because it's an original movie, an original idea, but I... But and it doesn't. It doesn't
0: necessarily fit squarely in the horror genre either. It does. Also, kind of. It's mostly a satire. But
2: but those two totally feel like old school American horror. to yeah. me. closer um, than anything else. Absolutely. And not since Hatchet, the first Hatchet came out, that I feel that way. And I miss. I miss those movies. Um. So that was. It was just really nice to see that. Um. Just a couple little things. Uh, Jane Jane Levy is really good. Um. Yeah. Totally, just runs the absolute. Course of everything you could possibly have to act in this movie, um, is it her the whole time? Yes, yeah, that's her for sure. Yes, okay.
4: That is she when when she. It was a questionable yeah. cast. It on switches IMDb. into Ted Raimi halfway through and then goes back. <laughs> the there hands was, are Ted Raimi. There was someone Raimi. listed on IMDb as uh, as Abomination Mia, I think, and it made me. Wonder. She she plays as far as
2: I've known. She plays the entire the entirety of the um, of the character um that being said i she's she's great and you know real quick Fetty alvarez um we had this conversation right after we saw the movie um he is a director that i feel just from that opening five minutes and, and a lot of the rest of the movie i can tell is gonna whether he stays in the genre or he moves on to different things he's gonna do some cool stuff and I think he, I think he's going to make some really, really cool, visually striking movies. Um, oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm really interested to see where his career goes. Um, very impressed with him. And one other thing, that ties in the American horror thing is, or the, the old school American horror stuff is. I love the fact that 90% of the effects in this movie were
0: practical. Yeah, yeah, that was really nice.
2: And it really, there's something to be said for how grossed out I felt during this movie where I haven't felt it in, in certain other movies um, that are as gory. Because this is, most of this was like done on set. You know, these were prosthetics. This was blood, actual like red liquid being sprayed at actors. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And there's something to be said for that. So I, I really appreciate that they went with that,
0: went that route. All right, so I'll kind of, I'll segue from that into, uh, one of the issues that I had was, was some of the digital effects. There's one in particular, really, it's the one, uh, in the bathroom, uh, where a character closes the mirror and sees, like, a strange, strange version of herself. You can really easily see, like, the, the, the key frames of the effect being applied to her face in the mirror, and, uh, you know, it, it took me out for a second, but obviously it's not a huge deal, and, uh. But it does kind of look more like something that you'd see on The Walking Dead with their digital effects than it is with their practical effects, which are also very good. Um, Acting-wise, I agree Jane Levy was really good. Uh, In the beginning, people feel really strange and wooden at some points. Uh, I wasn't really a big fan. Like, Shiloh Fernandez kind of feels like he's phoning it in for, like, the first 20 minutes. But I think as the movie goes on, everybody kind of cements themselves in the horror world. And maybe maybe, maybe and I felt the fact, connected to his character by the end of the movie too. Maybe that's the fact that Diablo Cody has a writing credit on this movie. Maybe her words just don't come out of their mouths very well, but I I shouldn't have said that because it might not be true. So um <laughs> It's a strong theory. <laughs> evidence to support nobody's it. Nobody's gonna disagree that much. But uh overall I did enjoy it very much. Uh it is extremely gory. Um, certainly a lot of points where I was cringing. Oh, we we'll have yeah. a fun story
1: for that. Well,
0: we'll get, in, we'll get into it. We'll, Did you poop? No. <laughs> we'll fill in a little more. No, in the, it was actually about another person. Uh, Did well, they poop?
3: Yeah, more like projectile vomited. Oh! Wow. <laughs> oh <laughs> excellent. All right, all right. Um, we'll but, get into that
0: later. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get into it a little more in the spoiler section, but um, <laughs> I uh, horror is not something that's very close to my heart, but... I can certainly recognize that this film is very expertly directed, very well made, and and I definitely have to respect it for that. Um, kind of what I was saying after Nick, Nick finished talking was uh, my kind of dilemma with this film is that it really I've never seen a soft movie, so take that as it may as it as it lies, but. Uh, you haven't seen a Saw movie, I've said? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you said soft.
4: <laughs> no. That's what I thought you said, too. Was okay. I have not it's seen like,
0: a Saw film. You have not seen Saw. I have not seen Saw 1 through 7 or whatever. But, uh, or Hostel or any of the torture porn movies, I'm wondering what really... The dilemma in me is that I don't want to respect those films because generally what you hear about them is all they're doing is... Is putting the grotesque on film and then making you cringe at it. Uh, the horror films that I really respect are things like Alien, which have crazy atmosphere, atmosphere and settings and and really well made, much like the like The Evil Dead, The Rings, a yeah, sweet horror movie. The Ring. But um, I found myself thinking, like, is this a torture porn movie? And should I really, should I really? respect it as much as I do and I think in the end after hearing what Nick said yeah it's very 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 well made um but sadly I do feel like a lot of the creepiness that comes out of it's straight out of the gore and and I wish I wish there was more to it than that I think real quick and I I have seen a few of the Saw movies and and
2: the Hostile 1 and I think 2. Dabbled in torture porn. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, I've seen, I've seen Cannibal Holocaust, so... I mean, yeah! <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. Okay? Um, I survived that movie. Um, it's my favorite movie. <laughs> but um, I don't feel like this is torture porn. Not, from, not if you compare it to those movies that have been defined as torture porn. Okay. And the reason why I say that is because with torture porn, it feels like there's a lingering on human-on-human... On human grotesque yeah it's it's people That's very true. it's people that Constantly. cannot fight back being strapped to a chair or hung from a ceiling and being tortured and then killed mm-hmm. and it just lingers mm-hmm. on every little bit of it this didn't feel that like that to
0: me and i suppose it's not that um uh, the 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 grotesqueness of the film doesn't really serve as a uh, plot point a lot of the times like it does in like a saw movie like the, the one scene in Saw 7 that I have seen, because I had to test the Blu-ray back in the day, was, um, they had to saw off a piece of, fle- like, a pound of flesh first, and, you know, it, it wasn't, there wasn't any of that. It wasn't like, these people are being eaten, it, it, no, I, I don't even know how to well, form that. Well, I think one that. of the
2: things with Torture porn too, is that that it's, the film essentially, whatever the film is, it essentially revolves around, how do we kill these people? yeah. Like they just—they're filming people getting killed without any setup for the character that you just were like you just there. Are people sitting there going, "Yeah, die!" You yeah. know what I mean? I never felt that in this movie. I felt That's bad true. for pretty much everybody in this movie that was that was killed or. That's true.
3: So I don't think it didn't feel like torture porn. To I me. think to me that it, uh, when you compare, if you want to compare like a movie like Evil Dead 2013 to, uh, let's say torture porn, any of that, it's uh, for me. Evil Dead had more. It had a story, you know. It had a, yeah. it had a it, a line that it followed, and saw you know. Once it got to like four, two. Yeah. <laughs> okay, two. <laughs> I was being nice. I was saying four, <laughs> but once it once it gets to like that point, it's just there's no story. It's just kill. People it. are just there to see the next. You're just okay. there to see it in three D, where it's all up in your face. Okay.
2: You've been the kid. But I understand my... why, you, why you would say that because not having a ton of I experience. Think, in I that. think
0: it's an important discussion to have, but it's a little hampered by the fact that I've never seen any
2: tour. I, I think you should see the first Saw movie because I don't think the first Saw movie is towards Hostile 3.
3: I met, I met the stripper from Hostel 3. <laughs> she was at the premiere. That's All awesome. Right. <laughs> Just good like stuff. <laughs> out. She was super nice. Good, good. And super alive. She wasn't hostile towards you. She wasn't hostile towards me, <laughs> she wasn't dead. It's good. She lived through the movie. They actually, I found out that they don't actually kill people in movies. Damn. Yeah. I thought that that was it wasn't a snuff movie. film. No, it was not a. Roth snuff film. Yeah. No one of seen. Like Spring Obama Breakers. Yeah, exactly. It's like the artsiest snuff film I've ever seen. I'm <laughs> <laughs> waiting for its Skinamax release.
1: <laughs>
0: all right. Um, so we're, we're running. running beautiful though. We're running a little long. Are there any major points we want to get out in the non-spoiler section?
2: I think we should all apply a grade for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. For Start sure. Start clapping. Guest of honor. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Dude, by by show of give us give us a letter grade. By show so, of applause, If you yeah. can.
3: I. I would I would give it an A. You'd give it an A. I would. All right. I'll give it an A. Nine out of ten. Whatever you want to say. I really actually I would give it a ten out of ten. I really enjoyed it. You know, it's mm. I go in I go into movies, um, and I usually am like super excited for them. I'm just like, eh. and I was super excited for this, and it turned out to be what I wanted, so I'm That's happy. Good,
4: all right, Nick. I'm definitely in uh, a minus B plus territory after the our discussion. I'm hewing more towards an A minus. Okay,
2: I'm 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 right with you. Pro- probably A minus, but maybe yeah. B plus. And in all honesty, probably a big part of that is because Cabin in the Woods exists. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I because agree <clears throat> I agree if that you. movie hadn't come out just that recently. It this would probably have been higher, but I've I've seen it done and I've seen it done more entertaining.
4: It's weird people keep comparing them because I don't. I would I, not have thought to
0: compare them at all.
2: They're they're different, but uh, Cabin in the Woods spins off of so much sort of what the original Evil Dead. Yeah, is, like, that,
4: I found that very interesting when I was watching. the and Evil They definitely Dead. lifted the the main the linchpin of their film from the yeah. Evil Dead. Yeah, so I think there's I think there's but comparisons. Ends, other than that, head, I think it ends. I mean, thematically, they're not they're, at all. Oh yeah, the they're way ballpark. different. but well, yeah,
2: I think that. <clears throat> having seen a Teens in the Cabin in the Woods movie, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That it kind of...
4: Yeah, kind of.
0: All right, uh, I'd, I'd skew B+, plus maybe B, because, just simply because horror is not something that's close to my heart, so it's, it's not usually my thing. But it isn't, like, from a pure technical standpoint, I'd, I'd probably give it an A, like... The execution to, was damn yeah perfect. Yeah, yeah, so I have no qualms about that. I was worried about shaky cam early on, but then I was like, no, he doesn't. It doesn't even exist. This isn't,
4: yeah, so. Even um, the point of view shots flying through the woods are smooth. Yeah, yeah. yeah so like Too smooth, actually, some people would argue. I like, it's not like it was
0: too smooth. It's, it's not like, like it was on 2x4. They actually Chris had Carole. a dolly, stupid.
3: I like how they actually kept to that, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, from the original.
0: Yeah. Alright, Um. so we'll move into spoiler territory, uh, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Alright, we are officially in spoiler territory for Evil Dead 2013. Uh, Alec has a story he wants to tell
3: (laughs) (laughs) that we're looking forward to. All right, so uh, I obviously work in a movie theater. Um, It was Saturday night, and we were we were closing up. There was no more tickets for sale, stuff like that. So people were just like taking their time cleaning Mm -hmm. to get their hours and stuff like that. Uh, That's the best way to do it. And so I'm walking down the hallway, and this guy is coming out of an Evil Dead theater, and He's just, like, like holding his stomach slash chest like this, <laughs> and he's just walking down. Like, I thought he was carrying something. And then all of a sudden, it's just wow. all over the hallway. Oh, man. And he gets into the bathroom, and it's like, like he was writing on the wall and vomit. <laughs> it's all over the wall. And the funniest part about that is our cleaning crew guy who cleaned it up, is, like, seven feet tall, like, really tall, and he could not even reach <laughs> how high the vomit went. And it what was... What the hell? But it, and so this is... Because it was, like, 20 minutes later that they cleaned it up because our ushers were just like, eh, eh I'm off the clock, sorry. <laughs> they threw uh, what we do when people, like, vomit and stuff like that. Uh, they throw... <laughs> it happens a lot. You would be surprised. Um, we throw sawdust down on it, okay. so it soaks it up, yeah. and then, um, we usually vacuum it up and then extract the carpet if it's on the carpet, or just mop it up, and it was so funny, they were just like, sawdust, walked out the door. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, later that evening, we all got an email from the cleaning crew guy, it was just like, you should tell the fucking ushers <laughs> to wait, you know, don't wait 20 minutes to come get me. <laughs> So people, we were, like, they were, like, directing people to the other bathroom <laughs> wow. across the building. Did he did, did he look like he was, like, drunk, or did he puke because of Evil Dead? He puked because of Evil Dead. Wow. because Because he sort of did, like, a little puke inside the theater. <laughs> and one of our auditorium monitors was in there, and it was at the scene, spoiler, when she's cutting her arm off. Oh. Uh, and... Okay. So I guess that's what really got. Which her. was awesome. That was wait which awesome. which arm? So the, it was a joy puke. The, it's uh, it's the meat not cutter? it's 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 the meat cutter. Yeah. Okay. It's the one where she's like, "Don't cut it." The actual cutting. Don't cut it, bitch. <laughs> okay. Oh <laughs> my, my favorite God. line from the movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, that's
0: how grotesque the movie is. Yeah.
2: It's. I love that's nasty. amazing because that you, you hear these
3: stories online yeah, and you're kind yeah. of
2: like half believe them. Like, did somebody really faint? Did somebody really? Cuke, it's, you know.
3: it's and it's really it's it's so interesting. That's weird to vomit there. that much after the movie but has ended. He it was like he had eaten a feast
4: that day. <laughs> was and he a just larger saved it.
3: fellow. Yeah, he was a big
2: guy. Maybe he was like literally like holding it back for the rest of the movie and it was just
3: it was waiting just, to erupt. Like, kept swallowing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it the was the barf equivalent of prairie dogging it. Yeah. No, but it was just like the scene in Evil Dead where she's like standing over the girl. The and yeah. just, like, yeah. and it, But it wow. was... I've never seen someone puke that much before. Wow. And it was literally, like, on exorcism level. Like, Do people puke a lot there because you guys serve alcohol? Yeah. They get into the theater and yeah. get drunk and then We bark. had this guy. I'm, like, walking down the hallway. Totally unrelated to this, but I gotta know. <laughs> no, it's all right. I was walking down the hallway. This was back when I was, like, before I started managing and stuff like that. Um, back when I was an usher and I was taking the trash out at the end of the night. This guy just comes out of theater four, and like, puts his hand on the wall like like he was about to start peeing. And I was like, are you okay? He's <laughs> all over. And a girl had just walked around the corner and he started throwing up on her too. It was, there's there's oh, some wow. stories that oh, boy. it makes it. But it was it was just cool to experience something that caused a human being. A movie caused a human being to yeah. to vomit. Projectile vomit, vomit. Profusely. To refund all wow. their food for the day. Amazing. That's nuts. All right, it was it was, it was fantastic. Yeah, right. I, I, I it's sad to say, but I enjoyed that. I like <laughs> put a smile on my face at the end of. the Well, they did their job, I suppose. Yeah, good, uh, Nick, Eddie Alvarez. Yeah, good job. <laughs> Slow clip. Nick,
4: any any spoiler thoughts you want to get into? Uh the only thing that I, I really want to say I guess I mean I loved all, pretty much all the kills were really cool mm-hmm. um, I liked the arm cutting off scene. not only yeah. not for the, the actual arm cutting itself was goofy because she was doing it and then it had like the fountain of blood on her, <laughs> her face which <laughs> just yeah. made me kind of giggle but then when they come around the corner and they see her and she turns and it just goes that one t- <laughs> like that last oh, yeah. little sinewy piece hanging yeah. on to it I was like "Whoa!" Oh I thought that was just yes. awesome. And then she turns around later with no arms. I loved that. That
3: effect was I mean, just very cool. I just want to point out, real quick, I have no idea. I forget his name in the movie, but he's long hair. Long oh, the, the. uh Pucci is yeah. the actor. <laughs> uh, no, but. Eric. Eric. Eric Daniel. He. I don't. I don't know exactly. how I don't know how he was still
2: alive after yeah. that, that know, guy was a, was a beast. He's, he he's a, a trooper. Beating. He was Sean he's, Pertwee in dog
4: soldiers. Absolutely, he was, he was a monster.
0: The hardest cringe for me was was the pulling the syringe out of the cheek out of the out of the cheek. That was oh.
3: I think it for me it was the nails to the arm. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. That's rough too. Like, if the yes, syringe
2: the had been coming out
4: of the eyeball, I wouldn't have be been able to look at it. But right here I was like, Oh that's it. I but can it, watch The that. way
2: it tugs on the yeah. yeah, yeah. that was kinda I think it's interesting though that they chose to do different gags.
1: Woo! Um <laughs> different
2: gags that that would freak because everybody's got things that freak them out. Yeah. yeah but they a found point. a way to make to hit all those beats, They got every scare you know, fetish, every little scare fetish you can imagine. They had the jump scares, they had the creepy like that was the longest scares.
3: extension cord ever for that nail gun. Yeah, because they was. moved over like the entire house. <laughs> I, was, I was like, that was a powerful <laughs> nail gun. Of it was. Is that battery powered?
2: <laughs> yeah, they, they had a lot of variety of, of scares, despite yeah. it being mostly gory.
4: Yeah, yeah, it was cool for that. I um, I was really happy with, or am really happy with the fact that it is so different like you you explained it perfectly alex saying that there's two branches you've got the original the evil dead and then it yep. goes one way into evil dead 2 and it goes another way into evil dead 2013 i'm really satisfied that they went with that way and a lot of my friends that i talk to they're pissed off about it. they're like where where where's the spirit of the evil dead in there man and and i keep saying to them evil dead one isn't funny intentionally it's no. funny because it's low budge i am mean, like, yeah. if they had had this money this yeah. is what it would have been like They're all kind of like, well, you know, there's no Ash, there's no whatever, and I'm like, the thing is, you know, if you remake something, the the fanboys, the diehards of it are not going to be satisfied no matter what. Because if you make a carbon copy of the original with new actors, it's boring. It's boring. I don't. And you'll be and they'll be unsatisfied. They'll be like, oh, what? Uh, Sean William Scott is Ash. That's stupid. (laughs) Or, you know, whatever. That that reference is probably 15 years. <laughs> but there
2: is a bit of a, a, a bait and switch with the Shiloh Fernandez character. Sure.
4: Because he's wearing the blue shirt.
2: Yeah. And he's certainly what you perceive as the hero of the film for the majority of the movie.
4: You yeah. Know? Um, so that was, I was like, uh, are they I was almost waiting for to them know? to be like, how come you go by your middle name instead of your first name, Ashley, or something like that? They were going to, like, make a joke and he was going to be Ash, but... I'm really happy that there that there was no Ash character because Ash is. I mean, I think that they've acknowledged by this point, Ash is Bruce Campbell. Yeah. that's Ash. Yeah. There will yeah. never be another Ash. It'll so be. there shouldn't be way to make, you know, go off in another direction, make something else, make something take like and you said it really well as well, Alec. Like, uh, take what Sam Raimi created and make it your own, re rein,
3: reinvent that's, it a little bit. That's that's why I enjoyed it so much, is because yeah. it's it's not like your standard remake. I wouldn't even call it a remake. He made he made it his own because you look at remakes like. In the past couple of years, it's just like total recall.
1: Yeah, yeah,
3: they, they hit you know, all the all that's, the exact. That's, same... that's the thing that popped first thing that pops into my mind, and that's and then that's the exact thing that I say right after is, yeah, exactly because <laughs> that's what it was like to me. Yeah. Well, I think that the the Mia character is is compelling
2: enough for me to want to see another movie with her, in a, in a you know what I'm saying as the hero yeah. of the movie.
4: Um, and I, I, I don't know. I it would feel be like...
0: interesting to see where they go. Like, where, where would they want to go with the sequel of this movie? Like, what?
4: Well, and here's another thing that uh, I just got to say real quick. A lot of people have been criticizing the Hollywoodness of this movie and that it's, a, it's, a, it's too clean and it's, it doesn't have any of the low-budget spirit of the original. But I, I'm looking... The budget apparently was $14 million is the low. estimate. That's that's low. That's super low by today's standards. To see a movie made for $14 million it's in a theater, type of theater we saw it in... That looks that good. ...is rare. Yeah. And it just goes to show you, like, and it, it does look good. There's nothing wrong with making a horror movie that has production value. No. That makes it scarier to me. Absolutely. If you've got a derpy movie that looks like, you know, The Evil Dead, I'm not going to be scared by it. It's not going to be effective.
2: That's why all these direct-to-video horror movies that keep coming out are direct-to-video horror movies, because they... That stuff doesn't sell anymore. VHS. There, yeah, there has to be some sort of. I'm not saying it has to be clean because this movie was by no means clean. It was pretty, you know, disgusting. But, but yeah. it, it's sharp. It's 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 visually interesting. It, it it grabs you right. Like it wouldn't do that if it was a super low budget. Exactly, and that, and and 14
4: mil is. I think even Attack the Block had more money than 14 million dollars. So Attack sure. the Block was awesome. It was a great. Yeah, that's movie. A great movie. But
3: that's that that goes to show also, um, that shows what kind of filmmaker. Alvarez is, is. Yeah. you know, when someone gives you, you know, I know we're saying like, oh, 14 mil, that's nothing because oh, we've seen like... such, yeah, we've <laughs> seen such big budget movies yeah. that, you know, you see a 14 mil made it back first week. It's just like, it's, well, it's, I, remember it's, that. It's, I just, I just think that it, it just shows. Yeah. You know? It reminds it me of
4: when Sam Raimi made Drag Me to Hell because he talked about how he had all these storyboards and all these scenes. And he was just coming off of the Spider-Man franchise, I think, where he was used to having $150 million at his disposal. And you can, on, with money like that, be like, oh, we need this shot of Spider-Man doing this. Uh, well, shit, do we have what we need here? No. Okay, overnight, a crane and an operator, it's going to cost 750000 Fuck it, bring him in. Yeah. Like, That's what you can do. So while he was filming Jagged Me to Hell, they'd be like, okay, Sam, the sun is going down and we still don't have this scene yet. And you have to do it today because tomorrow is this, like the schedule was much more condensed because the budget was a fraction of what he was used to having. And he'd be like, all right, he would rip pages out of the script and storyboards, but we're going to scrap that scene. We're going to rewrite and tie it into this. And he said, that's the way that it was when he was shooting this kind of stuff. Evil Dead and and Evil Evil Dead Dead 2. He said, it's nice to have that kind of budgetary restraint to It makes you more creative. Ingenious ingenuity. Exactly. And I think, think that there I'm was smart. probably a healthy dose of that with this cuz Sam, I know Sam and Bruce were pretty involved in the production of this one with Fetty and they were meeting with him and and I know Bruce was a producer and he was involved in the post production and it was they were probably telling him like oh you know that having here's the secret to this and different ways around that cuz I think Fetty Alvarez is about to the younger compared to those two
3: anyway. Yeah. He's
4: probably in his 30s or something. He's got
3: he's got like four films under his belt apart from Evil Dead and they're okay. all and they're all uh, uh, from like Hispanic descent. Oh, yeah, I think okay. there's a lot to
4: be said about having
3: us a relatively smaller budget like that. Because Danny
4: Boyle said the same thing after doing the beach. He's like, I never want to do yeah. a movie like that again. He's like, with that much money, you get lazy. Yeah, and you uh, and it's, you can't it's get sad creative. to say
3: that's like one of his worst movies. But I still love <laughs>
1: that
3: Joseph show. But that also that's like that's just time back to like what I said. That goes to show where the level of filmmaking is for that mm-hmm. specific person mm-hmm. and what they can do with. Their budgets. Some people can do more with less. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. All right,
0: Willie, you haven't gotten a chance to talk about uh, your spoiler thoughts, <clears throat> and I think we'll overlap a bit. So
2: yeah, just a couple things I want to I want to mention. Um, this movie gets so bloody at one point that it's actually just raining blood. I just want. <laughs> it is literally raining blood. Did anybody else like like? I know there weren't blatantly slapsticky humor moments in that, but to me that was funny. Like, seriously, she just gets cleaned up, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, Yeah. It was amazing. Um, I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, One thing I did notice was that there were quite a few scenes, and I know this doesn't apply to you because you haven't been watching the trailers and whatnot. You haven't watched any trailers for this before seeing it, right? No, I didn't. Okay. Um, There were quite a few cuts made um, from stuff I had seen in the Red Band trailer. There's a shot of, of a character, of the male character, Charlotte Fernandez, with a chainsaw grinding somebody into shreds. No, I... Couldn't tell you where that exactly was, you know. Um, lots of shots of Mia in the cellar um, okay. that I didn't notice. So I'm, I'm, we're gonna. I'm assuming we're gonna get a, a healthy chunk of that back yeah. in, the, in the DVD, Blu-ray release. I,
0: I wonder if, um, what was his name? <clears throat> Charlotte Fernandez's character. David. David. Uh, I wonder if those shots of David with the chainsaw were kind of a misdirect to. I'm. I'm for actually that, for that last third of the movie to really. Pop go when where you get it goes because I had no clue it would go there and I didn't see. It and neither did I neither did
2: I, and I actually, I actually kind of liked it. Yeah. I was unsure at first. I'm like, really? He was cool, like you know. But I think it worked. Um, it did. I, I, I kind of think just from thinking back on the events of the movie, I'm thinking it's him cutting up his girlfriend because they never really show yeah, what that's they do true. with her. That's true. And maybe he because he they show him looking at the chainsaw and then they never do anything with it um, until later. Yeah. on. With yeah, yeah.
0: Like, it's well, know. it's just kind of that moment of here's a chainsaw. Oh, he's going for something else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. And I, um, I did, I did laugh at that. I smiled. Yeah,
2: it was, it was, it was it's
3: like, oh man, chainsaw. You just bet.
0: You're just
2: hoping he's gonna grab it, you know. Yeah, you know um, it's there. It's it's oh a yeah. uh, Chekhov's gun. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and then I want to talk a little bit about Easter eggs, um, references to the older ones, and and some of them you probably saw, and some of them you didn't. Got to talk about the car. Um, yeah. Sam Raimi's car, which is what an Oldsmobile, right? Am I correct about that? It's in every.
4: It's a, a Buick, movie, I think. It's an Oldsmobile,
2: yeah. isn't it? I thought it was anyway. The car, the the car is is there, um, and this is another one of those movies where you can't quite pinpoint if it's a sequel or a remake or Oldsmobile Delta. Thank you. Um, and but I thought that was really cool because it, it to me that right away established that this is not a remake. No, yeah. It didn't feel like it was just in the background to be a nod and a wink to fans. She was legitimately sitting on the thing, and I don't feel like you make that much of a placement of it to you know. Yeah. So I, I liked that a lot. Um, obviously the doctor from Evil Dead 2 does the voiceover during the credits, which yeah. is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um,
0: I, f- I forgot to say that people should stick through the credits, so... Uh, yeah, people should stick through the it's credits. It's irrelevant at this point in the podcast, but, but um,
2: Yeah, no, the, uh... And, and that's another Easter egg, obviously, is Bruce Campbell at the end. Yeah. The only thing I will say is I've heard that Smokey there was... Smoky Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yes. Misty Bruce Campbell. <laughs> looked, um, I've heard... It, it was strange, right? I've heard, um, that there was actually a secondary... Um, after credit sequence shot, really? Um, that was only screened at South by Southwest once, hmm. and it was um, Ash rolling up in a car okay. as she's walking down the road by herself, and I'm he opens the door to pick her up. I wish that was the ending more. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, um, yeah. because I at least I I am not sure why they decided to change it. How I'm, does he drive with chainsaw in hand? <laughs> he has his hook hand or something, his metal hand. Um, <laughs> Interchangeable hands. Yeah, no. I um, 2013. I don't know, I, I, kind of, I kind of wish that was the case, but I have a feeling there's a reason why they didn't do that. I don't know if it's because they now have certain plans moving ahead with Army of Darkness and Evil Dead, and that doesn't quite mesh with where they're going. Yeah. And then they went up with a continuity, but I hope it's on the Blu-ray. Yeah, absolutely. certainly. Yeah, a I would love to something. at least see it to at least check it out. So I mean, absolutely. I liked what we got, <laughs> but it didn't really it have any. Yeah, just once. It didn't really have any context. Yeah, as far as like what, where is he? What's going on? But it was fun anyway. Um, we really need to watch our Move Darkness*. <laughs> <so. laughs> and then we, there's a, there were a couple little references. On, you can actually hear um, Cheryl, the Ash's sister, who's possessed in the original *Evil Dead*. You can hear some sound bites from her when Mia is first walking out and, like, you're all gonna die and, like, acting crazy. You can hear her in the background, like, okay. echoing. I guess. Um, I didn't catch it in the movie, but I read it online, like, that's kind of mm. cool, so... Cool. Um, and I, and there's probably more references that I didn't catch. Well, before. I
0: liked, um... You could see some of the DNA of the other Evil Dead movies, like, uh, with Ash's... Or not Ash, David's girlfriend in this one. She's the one that gets the hand bitten, yeah. which kind of calls back mm-hmm. to Bruce, Bruce uh, Campbell fighting with the head on his hand and... Mm-hmm. Uh, like it starts. I I, I I was wondering if she was going to be as good as a hand actor as as uh, Bruce Campbell was. No one is as good. Yeah, so I'm glad that she didn't have to live up to it in that respect, and, and you know she just takes the arm off instead. But that was cool. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else that particularly stood out in that in that manner. Um, I, I'll say about the soundtrack. Uh, it was it was interesting. I think. It was funny because every time something insane was, like, happening or about to happen, you'd hear the klaxons start blaring, and... Oh, I love that. That like, was cool. It was... It, re- it just makes you uneasy. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, this that is was very insane. very interesting. Yeah. We have escalated. Yeah. Uh, this movie's taking itself fairly seriously right now, <laughs> as I'm known to say. But, uh... Yeah. Anything else
4: spoiler-wise, really? Um, I... Absolutely, was like I was pretty freaked out, and like the with the abomination rising and following her around, it was pretty creepy. I was a little disappointed it looked as human as it did in the yeah. face. That it was basically like a girl.
2: I would have preferred for the hair to have been covering it more, so you can't quite make yeah. out what's underneath. I was
4: hoping it looked like what it did in the book. Like the illustration was cool with the really long fingers. And that, and that. was actually a
2: reference to the original. I'm sorry, that was a reference to the original Evil Dead poster. Uh, the picture of the abomination going yeah. up
4: was was one the, the original poster oh, okay. of a girl, kind of. So, that was um, a- but I. Absolutely loved the shot of her with the chainsaw in its head. Oh my god! From the side, just oh, going. Yeah, and it, it was, was just going just pl- like cutting like back a to full, it. like forty-five seconds. Yes, it was yeah. amazing. I was just sitting there laughing. I'm like, this is utter mayhem. There's blood just
2: pouring mm-hmm. on, pouring
4: on her. down, and then there's Clearly, off of her. this, like dummy <laughs> laying there, <laughs> and her just pushing.
3: The abomination sort of that had like awesome. a Mia look. It looks yeah, like right. her. It, it, it almost looked like um, that. Must be with she it, was cheered. Yeah, and. Kind of that's what happens, you know, it's still, it's still, it's like a sucks separate on, entity yeah, or something. It still sucks it's, on to like, it's like, it's, like they it's
0: said, the, it's her, it's the, the abomination has like taken her soul on, so it's like maybe her like well, form it's, kind it's, of,
2: it's like, evil yeah. 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 Okay.
0: So. Alright, I think that kind of wraps up our thoughts. Yes. Go check out Evil Dead if oh, you sure. Sure yeah. haven't seen it yet, but you I'm shouldn't have listened to the spoilers. Time. If you don't
2: like, if yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean if you're listening to spoilers and you, you know, if you don't like gore, for God's
0: sake, don't go see it. Yeah. you won't like this. Yeah, I would hope that you would know not to go see. it. I would assume gore, but um, I think we'll wrap it up. Uh, as always, thanks to my brother at Mr. John on Twitter for the music and artwork for the podcast. Uh, you can find me at Johnny One Seven Zero Three on Twitter. We've got at Hima Williak. That's Willie. We got at Nick Blavelt, and then that's for Nick, obviously, yeah. and then.
3: At Uh
0: I'll have a link to that so you don't have to spell it out. Um, and other than that, uh, we didn't get to Y. Nope. Nope. But, uh... We've been having a hard time with that. Yeah. We're gonna get know. to it, though. I don't know. Maybe we should just call it off. Maybe there's no Y, Maybe it's just never gonna happen. <sighs> maybe we'll have a Y episode. <gasps> Can you imagine? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's never going to happen no or is it yeah you'll just have to wonder maybe there's a page in the Necronomicon that's (laughs) us having a Kyle XY podcast it's been prophesied we just kill ourselves or something by the end of it it's all crossed out yeah someone's like scrolling do not let this happen (laughs) do not read do not let happen alright anyway go watch a movie and make it a horror one this time maybe check out
3: Evil Dead yeah
0: thank you very much Alec for joining us no problem uh, we'll, we'll have you back on sometime.
3: Yeah, for sure. Sounds good.
0: Very cool. All right, see you guys later.